Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, continuing on the conversation in this month of marginalization, all about exclusion. I know that's hard for some of you to believe uh, because that's not what the narratives champion. It's amazing to me that corporate America has, I mean, gosh, if it's never been completely solidified for you that <laughs> what's interesting is that America's imminent downfall is, is, is ironically uh, stems from the very thing that we pride ourselves in, which is economic freedom, right? Uh, market freedom. It's amazing to me. Yet here we are. As, a, as an alleged free-thinking society, uh, free-believing society bound by, you know, things like our First Amendment, here's right here, uh, these are all the different companies who celebrate things that if you don't, you are uh, canceled. Otherwise known, according to the word, as uh, stolen from, um, killed, and destroyed. Because the enemy doesn't come to cancel you. And anyone who would be okay with canceling another human being and their job, their livelihood, their reputation, they're not obviously serving the kingdom of light. I mean, I think we could all agree with that. So, well, and maybe not. Obviously not. <laughs> right? Some people serve the kingdom of black light. I love black light. Reminds me of my clubbing days when everybody looks great in black light. Yeah. Okay. Come back, come back, Monica. So I want. I also want to go to this. I want to start the show with this. Ready? Because this is the plumb line. This is the plumb line of the Christian faith when having a conversation around anything, right? Because people love to espouse, oh, I'm not religious. And even Christians, I'm not religious. And I don't think people really know what that means. They hate, they don't like to identify with organized religion. Okay. Um, they don't like to identify with certain elements of the church, which are in fact riddled with people who just don't know what they don't know. It's like that in every, in every faith group, in every faction of anything, every party, every family, every neighborhood, every HOA. But somehow the church gets like the raw end of the deal about people who are just ignorant. They don't know what they don't know. And the only reason why you don't know what you don't know is because you're not studying. And because you don't read from the book. I mean, for gosh sakes, Jewish people, read the Torah, right? And I'm not really sure what the whole moderate Judaism is. I'm sure it's right there in alignment with the Christians who profess I'm not religious. Hands down, that's got to be it. Or have you ever encountered... I have not encountered in uh, a Muslim who is a practicing Muslim, a, a, a professed Muslim, a self-avowed Muslim who has not or is not reading their Quran. Unless, again, they're moderate and they were simply 
born into it. But they can't tell you the first thing about Islam, but that was that was their generational lineage, right, of faith. And so we fall into that too as Christians. But by and large, when 3% of Christians are reading their Bibles, that tells me that we don't know what the heck we're talking about. We don't even know what we believe. And some of y'all are out there just making a heyday out of Pride Month around something that you just keep parroting. You don't even know what the word says about same-sex relations. And so some of you will, you know, dress your kids up and go to pride parades with dudes with, you know, dildos on their heads. Sorry, that's what they're called. And that's what goes down in some of your pride parades. Absolute truth. And the trans movement has completely hijacked, by the way, the pride movement, which was, you know, officially mocked on Bill Maher's special that you can find pinned to my Twitter feed when he addressed how ridiculous this has all gotten, where you can't even, like a gay man is not even leading the gay pride parade because there's a trans man that has like (laughs) transformed, transcended the, you know, whatever level of thinking all of that is on. All right, here we go. Ready? What is true religion? What is unadulterated religion? This is straight from the book I read, which will one day, I'm 1,000% certain, will be illegal to own in this country. I really do believe that. James one twenty seven: Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself, in other versions it says oneself, unspotted from the world. There you go. James one twenty seven. So for all of your offenses, all of your objections, this is, this is simply what the word says. I'm just reading the word right here. Okay. Okay. So this right here, and for all of you in the church who are celebrating this and you business owners who are demanding that your employees completely abandon their First Amendment right, which is not only to think and to pray and to pray about and to pray alongside, but to actually practice their faith does not mean, and matter of fact, let me, let me, let me say this, practicing our faith as Christians, what does that even look like with regard to these conversations? Pretty simple. It's really no one's business what's going on in anyone else's bedroom. But the left has made it the business and this entire corporate agenda right here, the LGBT, the Q's gone. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, the Q's there, but the U's are gone. I don't know what happened to y'all, but you got taken out of the alphabet. So you uh, out of the acronym or whatever that is, you're gone. So now it's the LGBTQIA, right? That corporate entity marginalizes their own people. marginalizes God's people. And some of you in the church have a really hard time reconciling that gay people, queer people, bi people are all still created beings. And so you either avoid it or you join it. That's what we've done. And neither one of those are rooted in love. Or just not. 
Sorry. And I'm going to read some things to you that are going to prove um, exactly what I'm saying. Ready? But first, I want to go to, hold on a second. Let's do this. I'm going to go, do, 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 do. Let me get rid of this guy. I'm going to go over here. I want to read this to you. All right. Are you there? I think you guys are there. I'm trying to pop up with my, uh, there we go. This is really important because it turns into an opinion fest. And it turns into a half-baked conversation where people really do feel run over by this entire agenda. And now it's actually bled its way into the neo-Nazis of the Azovs, which we're going to get to in just a minute. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. Okay, so let's go over here. Some of you are like, well, what does the Bible say? People always ask me, what do you think? about this? How do you feel about this? I'm like, well, if I'm a woman of faith, um, it's, in, it's incumbent upon me and a minister of faith. It's in, I'm there to minister. I'm not a pastor, just like I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator, right? Which is pretty much rooted in opinions that are based in information and facts and data that I can pull together, as well as life's experiences and my faith and everything that makes me who I am, right? Um, so, but when it comes to to the conversation of scripture and people always love to throw up the Bible, what about what if Jesus, Buddha, and the Dalai Lama and Mahatma Gandhi and everybody was, you know, sitting at the bar? What do you think they would say about Pride Month? I'm like, I'm not I don't even get into those conversations. I mean, I could be quippy about it. I could be funny about it. But I think it deserves a more serious conversation. So that's what we're doing here. So it really doesn't matter what my opinion is until you start encroaching upon my First Amendment, my ability to practice my faith. And again, my faith involves loving all of God's creation, for sure. My faith does not involve subscribing to the world, which I just read to you in James one twenty seven. I am to keep myself unspotted from the world. If you are a Christian, that is your call. If people come to you and they want ministry around homosexuality, it is not, and you have the ability to just speak love into them. You know, most people don't even know how to address it. Again, they join it or they completely reject the person because we're ill-equipped to have these conversations. And it's really unfortunate. So in my opening, whenever I say the church needs to rise, I've been saying that. That has been my opening show since I was on Terrestrial Air. That has been my opener. And I don't ever change it because it's still true. A, it's true for who I am as a person, but it's true that the church needs to rise. All right, it's ready. So forget about my opinions. Let's just go to the Word. What does the Word say about it? All right. Here we go. First Kings fifteen twelve. He expelled the male shrine prostitutes from the land and got rid of all the idols his ancestors had made. Leviticus 18.22. Do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. Romans 1.32. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do 
uh, these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans one twenty seven. in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust one for another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Back to Leviticus 18.22-24. through 24. Do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. Do not have sexual relations with an animal and defile yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relations with it. That is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways because this is how the nations that I am going to drive out before you became defiled. True religion, undefiled, is this. We just read that at the top of the show. You can go back and watch it after this airs. And if you don't think women have sex with animals, then you're missing out on some of the lower nasty uh, porn that's out there. And good for you. But it is 1,000% true. They do. So this is nothing new. For those of you who get freaked out about, you know, what are we going to go to next, bestiality? I'm like, oh, we're way past that. (laughs) Like, Leviticus addressed all of this. Go read your Torahs. Addressed every bit of this. Because God already knew what was in us. So he addressed it. And so he outlined these things. Okay? Leviticus uh, 20 and 13. If a man has sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman... Both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. I'm reading from the Old Testament. Some of you have a hard time reconciling that you had the letter of the law and you have the spirit of the law and Christ came and fulfilled the law. Right? So we have a way to God through the mercy seat of Christ in order to reach our Father and for anything that we are dealing with that would otherwise separate us from an undefiled God, we have a way to reach Him through the mercy seat of Christ in order to be made whole. That is just the unadulterated truth. So for those of you who are saying, oh, well, the Bible says you got to put them to death, and you don't know, you don't understand the harmony of Scripture, so please quit representing the church in that way because that is not what that means. That's not where we are. We are not in the dispensation of judgment, although I do feel like our country is under judgment right now. But judgment is meant for healing. We're not in the phase of total annihilation yet, like destruction, right? Where the heavens and the earth may pass away, but my love and my my commitment, my covenant with you is everlasting, right? His covenant of peace with us, his covenant of kindness with us is everlasting, And so we have these myopic conversations and people will go to these scriptures and quote them with a spirit of condemnation, a spirit of religion, a spirit of fear. Um, 
and there's where your phobias come from, a spirit of hatred. And all of that is really rooted in ignorance because people just don't take the time to understand that people don't know what they don't know. They just don't. So we misquote it. We take it out of context. We use it to validate every single thing under the sun that we do because humans have always done that. So I rail against people being forced into a silo of belief because, A, that is not how I was created to think. And some of you would say, well, yeah, what about your Christianity? Well, sure, Christianity involves a personal relationship with the Godhead, with the Father, with the Son, and the Holy Spirit that then uh, uh, flushes itself out within the fellowship of like-minded people. But we are to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And true religion undefiled. Right? And this does not apply to you if you do not subscribe to the faith of, of Christ as your Savior. Some of you think he's a wonderful prophet. That's great. A lot of my Muslim brothers and sisters believe that he's a prophet. One of the greatest. Okay? Okay. But you also don't believe that God has one only begotten son. I happen to believe that. It doesn't mean that we cannot live on the same soil in harmony unless one of us subscribes to convert or die. That's a problem. And that is a problem where this is concerned as well. And the only people I know of who are demanding that you convert or die with regard to pride anything, are the people practicing pride. Those are the only people I know. Now, I do know, like I said at the beginning of the show, there are factions of Christianity that are nuts. They just are. They do not represent any part of the Father's heart or mind. So it is extraordinarily juvenile. I'm not even going to say unfair, because I hate that word. It's not... It is not remotely plausible to think that the entirety of the faith of Christianity subscribes to um, putting people to death because of their uh, their sexual practices or who they love. That's something else that's really hard for people to reconcile in the church is that um, a man can love a man. Right, and so all of that gets inf- conflated too, or a woman can love a woman, and and all of that gets conflated. There is a, a, a I hate to call them a faction. There's a there's a sect within the homosexual community who will tell you that. As a matter of fact, I just saw uh, Herschel Walker's son Christian uh, tweet just the other day. I retweeted it as well. He said, "I am not gay. I'm attracted to men." Now I don't know if that means. And maybe we'll have Christian on and we can talk about it. He can expound. Maybe he has on his own podcast. He's got a lot of you guys following him. He's a great kid. And he's like super out there, uh, you know, with every opinion he has. He's great. And but and some of you hate that, right? But I don't know if that means that he is not practicing um, having sexual relations with men. Therefore, he's not gay. He is attracted to men. I have no idea. But there are many I'm I'm friends with plenty of people who do not practice sexual relations with people of the same sex, but they are in fact attracted to other people and they find themselves having, you know, 
love feelings, uh, affections for people who are of the same sex. Now, I'm not going to go into, because I don't have the time to do it, and it deserves the time to have a conversation. And maybe I'll host a space about this. I mean, we tend to do really great things in my spaces. So maybe we'll just host a space, right? But I think um, because this is important. And it's important because we all matter. We all matter to God. But there is a prescription for practicing your faith as a Christian. And you should know what that is. There are men and women who do not practice having the sexual relations. But, you know, then again, if you go at the harmony of the scripture, what did Jesus tell the man about putting away your wives, right? Like they did with a writ of divorce because you were just tired of her. She was just your old lady. She wasn't quite as tight and cute as she was, you know, when you met her. And so men were just getting rid of their wives. And these women had no inheritance, nothing. You guys think we had it bad here on in the States. I mean, this is like modern-day Middle East stuff that our sisters across the globe are contending with who have zero rights as, as created beings as females. Zero. It is unbelievable, but that is their faith. To me, that is not a faith of freedom. That is a faith of oppression. Don't mean to offend you. That is my personal belief according to my belief, according to my faith. God created every man and every woman for freedom. Period. Full stop. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father of Jesus the Christ of Bethlehem, the only begotten Son of God. He created every being for liberation. And why do I believe that? Because the word says that he came to set the captives free. So that's what I believe. So we have to be able to have these in-depth conversations, but they require thought and they require knowledge. It's hard to have a conversation with someone who is strictly rooted in their feelings about something. And the world's way of spotting us of, of, of defiling us as God's creation is giving us half-baked information, distracting us at every possible second of the day, and then crucifying us for not going along with its ways. And I'm telling you all, there is a better way. There's a better way to get along, a better way to coexist without having to compromise your fundamental beliefs. But if you don't know what you believe and in the proper spirit with which to practice it and to believe it, you're not living in liberation and you're darn sure not going to liberate anyone else. So I could, you know, here we are. First uh, Corinthians six, moving over to the new Testament first, first Corinthians six, nine through 11 do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, adulterers. That's what I was getting to. Jesus looked at the people who were giving their wives away because they were just sick of them um, and saying, well, fun fact, you know, unless for the cause of adultery, 
that's a whole other show. We can do that another time, right? Again, spirit, spirit of the law here. Uh, unless for the cause of, of adultery, you know, you're causing her to be an adulteress. And for those of you who think that you can look upon a woman and lust for her and think that that doesn't count because it's, it's in your heart, what you're thinking as you're looking upon her, fun fact, dudes, that that's adultery. I didn't say it. I didn't write it, but I believe it because it came out of the face of Jesus Christ. So for all of you men who have your women covered from head to toe, but you're lusting over other women. I know you don't subscribe to my faith, but my faith looks at that and says, no, no, you don't get a pass for that. No, no, you can be healed of that, right? By coming to God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the loving and merciful seat of Jesus Christ. Hands down. Okay, uh, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. Here's the New Testament, right? So the Old Testament said, you should be put to death. That's right there in Leviticus. I didn't write it. It's right there in the words. Okay. But here's the reconciliation. Here's the redemption, right? And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Mic drop. I'm going to leave that right there. Moving over to, this is kind of, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a convergence of things for me personally because I look at the Nazis and I think, and I hate that spirit. I hate that spirit. You know, part of my family from Germany was part of that spirit and part of the other part of my family was running from that spirit. So I, you know, I get it. And looking at it through an Ephesians 6 and 12 lens, I really get it because all it is is a spiritual battle. We were warring not against flesh and blood. We were warring a spiritual battle, right? So this is great. Out with the wolf songle and in with the unicorn. The infamous neo-Nazi regiment of uh, Ukraine's military dropped their fascist imagery while other soldiers adopted a pride-themed patch of their own. This is uh, from Rebel News, written by Louis Brockpool. Uh, so... Lewis goes on to tell us that after the Times ran an article explaining how the Azov Battalion has dropped their neo-Nazi insignia, this is who you're paying to support. To the tune of mm, probably closer to $100 billion at this point, right? So for the country that is so against Nazism, this is who we're sending money to support because we're even more against Putin. Got it. Uh, which is supposedly uh, exploited by Russian propagandists, uh, Reuters 
now promoting a new uh, unicorn LGBTQ patch. Bizarre indeed. Yes, it is bizarre indeed. Okay, and here's the patch for those of you watching online. Here's the patch. There's a unicorn. Doesn't look like a very friendly unicorn. Almost looks like there's a snake wrapped around his neck, which would not be far-fetched. So, a python, actually. So, okay, so here's the Ukraine flag, right? here. This is their patch for people who have joined the, the movement. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to read this to you guys, even though you can see it on your screen, but this is from my podcasters. Uh, writing in an article on the 30th of May, the Times claimed that the Azov Battalion and neo-Nazi militia currently fighting alongside Ukraine's National Guard in the eastern Donbass uh, region of the country have dropped their insignia, the Wolfsangel, a medieval German symbol that was adopted by the Nazi party during the Second World War. The story from the Times also suggests the symbol has, quote, helped perpetuate Russian propaganda and Ukraine being in the grip of far-right nationalism. Uh, the Wolfsangel insignia has been used by the Azov Battalion since 2014. And there's a link there for the, you guys listening to Podcast World. And for those of you watching live, I would encourage you to go to rebelnews.com and pick up the story and read it for yourself. Click on all the links, all that good stuff. Now, in a strange turn of events, a new patch has emerged after the dropping of the Wolfsangel. According to Reuters, who a lot of you would consider clout-worthy, and a story titled, quote, Ukraine's Unicorn, LGBTQ Soldiers Head for War. As volunteer fighters, Oksandr Zuhan and Anton, uh, Antonina, Antonina uh, Romanova pack for a return to active duty, they contemplate the unicorn insignia that gives their uniform a rare distinction, a symbol of their status as LGBTQ couple who are Ukrainian soldiers, okay, uh, Zuhan and Romanova, they identify as non-binary, as a non-binary person with she, her pronouns, and moved to the capital from Crimea after being displaced in 2014, met through their theater work. Neither was trained to uh, in the use of weapons, but after spending a couple of days hiding in their bathroom at the start of the war, decided they had to do more. And this, uh, Romanova says, I just remember that at a certain point it became obvious that we only had three options, either hide in a bomb shelter, run away and escape, or join the territorial defense volunteers. And we chose the third option. And I tell you, America, there may become a day, there may come a day in this country where you're going to have to decide the same thing. Do you hide in your bomb shelter? Do you run away and escape? Or do you join some territorial defense? Wouldn't that be just the, the, wouldn't that just be the cluster of all clusters? You know, Mexico's folks are running over here. At some point, maybe we're running there. Who's running to Canada? Nobody. Uh, so what a mess the world is. Um, okay, so this practice harks back to 2014 to a conflict when Russia invaded, then annexed the Crimean Peninsula from Ukraine. Um, when lots of people said there are no gay people in the army. Actor, director, and drama teacher Zuhan told Reuters as he and Romanova dressed in their apartment for their second three-month combat rotation. So they, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community, chose the unicorn. And this is my favorite line of the entire story. They chose the unicorn because it's like a fantastic, 
non-existent creature. Bizarre indeed. So I'm going to leave you with this. I would like to say thank you to those of you who have been uh, making adult decisions for yourselves and inquiring with my friends over at Gold Co. Massive transactions going on. Uh, people moving. Thank you, Janet Yellen, for admitting that your crystal ball was a little foggy, a little off. That soothsaying has, you know, interesting repercussions. So for those of you who see the writing on the wall, like I've been saying, for those of you who know that your hard-earned money deserves to be in a position of safety, I would encourage you to continue going over to monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. Okay. Uh, so thank you to those who have made that decision. Um, I was pleasantly surprised yesterday to see um, exactly how serious people are about moving their entire 401ks uh, into precious metals, which I happen to believe is the currency of God. Also, speaking of fantastic currency of God, that would be our fathers. That would be men in general, but especially our daddies. Big responsibility. Big office to fill. I don't call it a role. I call it an office because you have been endowed as God's uh, creation to fill an office that a mother cannot fill. So do a, do the world a favor and uh, quit telling women happy Father's Day just because they're single mothers. That's ridiculous. And I've been a single mother for most of my adult life. So I, I would never profess. And I can do most things that a man can do, but not all, that's for sure. Nor do I want to. So let's celebrate the men in our lives by going to MyPillow.com and using my code, Monica uh, Bogo, all over the place for house slippers, towels, sheets, bathrobes, you name it. It's right all over there for dad, okay? And also your health. Do not forget your health. Very important. Speaking of God's actual number one currency, the word says, you know, I wish that in all things you would prosper and be in good health. All of your prosperity means nothing without your health. And we are seeing some really scary things come about right now from, from the injections. And I don't boast about that because I can't imagine how scared some people are who actually subscribed to that and, and took it. Whether because they believe the science, as anemic as it was and is, and probably will be moving forward, or because you were scared to death you were going to lose your jobs. So I don't laugh about that. I don't boast in that. You don't see me tweet a lot of that kind of stuff because I don't I think it's there's a lot of I have a lot of compassion for people, even those of you who said to the rest of us to put on our face masks or be canceled for life, either get injected or die. Some of you subscribe to that. I do not. Just like I don't subscribe to get straight or die. I'm happy to have a conversation like I am right now with people around every type of thing that we deal with as humans as it pertains to my faith, if you ask. And this broadcast is because many of you do ask me. You ask me to address these things from a ministerial perspective, and I have not even begun to scratch the surface on this topic, but I hope that I've left all of you with an understanding um, that love really does 
conquer all. And your health is very important in order for you to be able to stand against the wiles of your enemy. Uh, ZStackLife.com backslash MM. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this because this is how we started. And this is really all that matters for Christians. But for those of you who are professing Jesus Christ as your savior and your Lord, you really have to check yourself. It's one thing to say, I believe Jesus died for my sins. Totally different ballgame um, for you to submit, to yield to the word of God. What does it mean to yield to Jesus? We should have a whole other study about that. And I am actually having those studies. You can sign up uh, and send me an email at monica at monicamatthews.com. I will get back with you if you want to sign up for my next session for our word study. We don't have your typical Bible studies there's nothing typical about this study at all. And there's nothing crusty, religious. I don't care if you're gay, straight, a midget, a giant. I don't care. Black, white, purple, green, Republican, Democrat, in between. That was pretty cool. Uh, sign up. Hit me up. Love to have you join us. We have every type of faith and non-faith and person you can think of in this group. And it's been fantastic to see God move. You know, all of you folks who like to stalk me, uh, who think that, you know, I'm I'm relating parroting hateful things, which is not true at all, unless you think the Bible is hateful, and some of you do, and okay. That's your prerogative. But it's not your prerogative to take away my First Amendment right. So here you go. And here's my First Amendment right according to God. Ready? James one i I'm going to read it again. Pure religion and undefiled before God. And the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So there's a line of delineation there for us as believers. And for those of us who are going to yield to the word of God, well, if you don't know what's in the word of God, how are you supposed to yield to the word of God? How are you supposed to love people uh, appropriately and in a godlike fashion? How can you keep your peace while living in this craziness here? That's what's really important because Jesus's peace was his promise, was God's promise to us. Everlasting promise. He would never leave us or forsake us. Well, how do you live in that peace? How are you going to live in that peace when and if there does come a time when your first amendment is completely abolished? And as we can see the way it's going right now, if you do not subscribe to the, um, to the nation, to the militia, of the corporate entity of the LGBTQIA, the U's gone. Sorry, I didn't do that. Um, to that, which marginalizes created human beings down to diminishes their creation down to a single letter in the alphabet. If you don't see that you're being canceled by that and you won't stand against that and you see how it's molesting your First Amendment right now, where do you think we're going? If you don't stand on the word of God and yield to him in your life first, beginning in my own house, if I don't yield to him first and I get out here and I'm hypocritically telling the rest of the world how to, you know, how to do it, and I don't offer five steps to Jesus, because there's in my life, there's been more like 50 face plants to Jesus on a daily basis. So, I'm not that judgy person. I don't condemn people. I enjoy dialogue. And I enjoy going before the Father and yielding and asking for, you know, instruction on how to respond and how to conduct myself. 
And it's all right there in your written, written word. Every bit of it. You may not like it, but it is what it is. All right. Till tomorrow. Love you guys. You can sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. I do encourage you all to continue to go to monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. Great time. As you can see, Bitcoin, toilet. Uh, I don't know what the heck is else is going on with blockchain and crypto and all this other stuff, but I do know this. Precious metals have and always will be the currency of God. Amen. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.